Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. Hundreds of parents and teachers in Oakland are taking to the picket line this morning for day two of the citywide teacher strike. KQED's Phoebe Quinton reports. Oakland is a union town. Many parents came with their children to show support for teachers who are negotiating for better salaries and support services for students. Sebastian Castrochini has two first graders at Hoover Elementary. He says he's taking time off to care for his children and is prepared to wait out the strike. Even though I don't like playing teacher and taking off work, I will do it if that's what it takes to get what our kids deserve. The school district has kept schools open, but with limited staffing. Melissa McDonald is a teacher at Greenleaf in East Oakland and parent of two kids. She says the strikes might interrupt high school students taking AP exams. Lots of kids building those relationships and then just sort of lose the steam behind it at the end of the year. This is tough. This is tough for kids. Harley Poston teaches at Skyline High School. He hopes that the strike serves as a learning opportunity for students. It's a lesson that the daily neglect and insult they face going to these schools with rats on the ground and water dripping through the ceiling, that your teachers do not simply ignore this. Teachers said they hope to get a counteroffer from the district. But if not, the strike will go on. That was KQED's Phoebe Quinton. The attorney generals of California and New York are investigating claims of discrimination in the National Football League's corporate office. In announcing the investigation, California's AG Rob Bonta pointed to reporting by the New York Times, which described gender discrimination and harassment by more than 30 female former NFL employees. Here's New York Times reporter Ken Belson. The NFL isn't simply another business. It's a, a very prominent sports league, and it also holds itself up as kind of a cultural leader on a lot of these issues. And so I think what we found was a disconnect from what the league said publicly about itself and what it was doing internally on the same front. The investigation does not involve specific teams or players, but is based on alleged conduct at the league's office in California and New York. The NFL says it will cooperate with the investigation, but denies the allegations. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. And now to a preview of our sister show, The California Report's weekly magazine. David Mas Masumoto has been growing peaches, nectarines, and grapes on his family farm in Del Rey, just south of Fresno, for over 40 years. He thought he knew all about his family history in the area, the racism, imprisonment during World War II, and eventually buying some land, establishing a home. But Masumoto got a big shock in 2012. Reporter Lisa Morehouse explains how he learned of a family secret hidden for decades. Moss got a phone message from a funeral home. And I thought it was they wanted me to buy a, you know, a, a early package <laughs> before I passed away. And I go, ah, oh, what is this? But he talked to one of the owners. And this wonderful woman named Renee, she said, I want to let you know that your mom's sister, Shizuko, is in a hospice program. Renee's funeral home had received a contract to bury Shizuko's remains when she died. And I said, what are you talking about? This isn't my aunt. I know all my family. Even though it had nothing to do with her job at the funeral home, Renee wanted to find a living relative for Shizuko and had scoured census records as far back as 1930 and cross-referenced them with obituaries. She showed it all to Moss when they met. And I go, yeah, that's the Sugimoto family. There's my uncles, there's my aunts, there's Shizuko, and there's my mom. Shizuko had suffered a stroke and was in a nursing home just a few miles from Moss's farm. She'd been in Fresno since the 1970s, literally living down the road for more than 40 years. But Moss had never heard of her. Renee told him, You know, I just want to make sure she doesn't die alone. Moss was stunned. But before running to his mom with the news, before sending out emails to the family, he checked medical records and met Shizuko. She was near death, curled up in bed. All he could do was hold her hand. And something about holding her hand made me feel, she's real. He sat down with his mom. And I said, you, you, know, you remember an aunt, Shizuko? She goes, oh yeah, she passed away. And I said, take a deep breath, mom. She's alive in Fresno. And there was silence. There was silence. Ma says he could see a rush of simultaneous emotions cross his mother's face. Guilt, shame, loss, and joy. The next day, she was ready to reunite with her sister. And in the following days, other family members came too. They sat at Shizuko's bedside, talking and reminiscing. Moss asked them to tell him more about his aunt. No one knows the whole story or is willing to tell you the whole story. You know, so everybody told me slightly different parts of it. Hear the rest of Shizuko's story on this week's Half Hour magazine from the California Report. Tune in on your public radio station or download the California Report magazine podcast. 
And that's the California Report for Friday, May 5th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Christopher Beal, Catherine Monahan, Jim Bennett, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Izzy Bloom and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tovin Lindsay, and our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at Guideline.com CA. Guideline. The California way to 401k. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.